Hey, this is Chicky on the Catholic Family Podcast, and today I am joined by a really good friend named Sophie, and yeah, we kind of go way back. Um, we've known each other, yeah, I don't know, what is it, like eight years, nine years? I don't know, it's been a while. I don't, uh, it was like 2012 or something, I thought, so like- Oh, even longer. years. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a good while. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, we actually knew knew each other before either of us were married. So I feel like we have a friendship that's not just a mom friendship, which is cool because we knew each other before we were moms. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, I was gonna just kind of get started and ask you some stuff. Um, first of all, like. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, like how many kids you have and kind of kind of where you are right now? And then we'll backtrack. Yeah. Um, so my name is Sophia Shepherd. I'm married to my husband, James. Of uh, We've been married seven years. Uh, we have five kids. Uh, Peter's six, Alan's five, Jones three, Thomas is two, and Elena is five months old <laughs> um I'm sure that gets harder for people who have like 11 kids that would be a lot to say but right Remember uh, know, yeah originally I'm from California but I now live in Minnesota um central Minnesota I go to or we go to uh, Immaculate Conception in Sartell um and we have a, a little homestead we're growing here or slowly growing here and then we uh, my husband is buying into a farm with his brother-in-law, uh, three miles away. So and they have crops and cattle stuff. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know if some of you might remember James was actually on a podcast like a while back, right? Like he did a, I think he did one with Kevin on farming and community or something like that. I, yeah, it was last year now I'm not sure I forget when exactly but okay yeah yeah that's, that's my husband so, awesome. <laughs> so yeah some of you might already know him but um, <laughs> but no I think you have a really really great story because you definitely haven't always been where you are now right like the farm life and everything that's been a pretty new new thing for you like where did where did yeah. you start from in California yeah, so um, even faith-wise, yeah, it's like faith and just our living situation, they're both so different because, uh, well, I was uh, baptized Nova Sordo, and then my mom and dad actually got married when I was three years old in the Byzantine, right? Um, and that same day, my sister got baptized, and then her and I got our first communion and confirmation. And I was only three years old, so they have an interesting way, I think the Byzantine right does. Um, but then, yeah, and then my first confession was uh, with an independent priest who was an ex-SSPX that my grandma knew. And then I, uh, my mom, or my, sorry, my dad um, would take us to mass randomly at like independent, independent priests. Um, and, and then I think the last time I went to mass, I was nine years old-ish. Um, 
and then there was yeah he my dad and my mom got in a got a divorce and then it was most of my growing up years um oh i'm sorry yeah they got a divorce a couple years later he remarried and so we had a step family and there were three siblings um three step siblings and it was like yeah all middle school high school and uh part of my elementary school years were um all with a step family most of it not practice like none of it i was a catholic i wasn't practicing catholic um and then i think we would go to mass sometimes with my grandma when we would visit her she kind of taught us some catechism too she lives um in northern california but uh for the most part yeah we weren't practicing catholics at all and i definitely li lived a life uh more like I was confused by things. I thought I knew what was right. I thought I knew what the right faith was, but because of the way we were living and obviously dad getting remarried, I, it sent a lot of confusion and my uh, step siblings at the time kind of taught us about a different way of life than I was used to because even my dad, when we were younger, would only want us to listen to uh, cat, uh, uh or uh not soundtrack but oh my gosh um, like classical classical music thank right. you um and we would listen to operas and we would read a lot of books and it was like this very wholesome different life and then um when we got had a step family we were introduced to all this these sorts of different music and um even fashion i knew nothing about fashion and i remember my stepmom <laughs> making me change because i was wearing a red shirt and red pants <laughs> and i was like <laughs> anyway it was just a, a very different life we, we learned way more about things than we should have um and uh my dad was yeah i think i was a senior in high school when we finally dad was looking for the faith again um sorry can i interrupt you for a second um i'm just curious with the byzantine rite, were those valid sacraments then like when you were three and you got baptized and received those sacraments would those have been valid yeah so when we um yeah i was gonna get to that but when my when we finally found father dominic he my dad told him all about it and um he was okay with everything he had called the byzantine priest and uh from what he understood, like he was okay with everything. So we started receiving sacraments with CMRI. Um, so it was, yeah, ended up being okay. Um, we, yeah, we first, well, when we were finding the faith again, we first went to, I think, Novus Ordo mass and, and an SSDX mass. And my dad found uh, Father Dominic uh, in Santa Clarita in California on the Traditio site. And I think it's kind of funny because my dad, we just get there and my, someone's talking to my dad, like, oh, you know, we're a set of acantists, right? And he's like, oh, no, what is that? And uh, whoever talked to him was describing it. And my dad just like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Hey, cool. Like, we're a part of it. Nice. <laughs> Let's sign me up. <laughs> like, there's no, it seemed like common sense. And, and it's so funny to me because I think a lot of what the faith is, is common sense. And it almost seems like people who are trying too hard to 
find the nitty gritty details, get themselves lost in this world that like the mysteries are mysteries for a reason. Like if you go too far into it, maybe getting yourself confused or I don't know. I'm no theologian either. So maybe I'm not one to talk, but at least that's how it was for me. So if you're just um, open to God's will and everything, I think it, it really helps um, your situation, but um, yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's so true. Like um, someone, one of our teachers always used to say, keep it simple, stupid. And like, I think it's totally true. If you overthink things, you're just going to wind up, you know, being confused. And when you look at the big picture and it's, you know, it's like a little kid, they don't think too hard and things are just more simple because it's just like, well, that's how it is. And you don't have to overcomplicate it, you know? Um, so yeah. was your, was your dad at the time, was there something that happened where he started searching for the truth or was it just kind of like a, a process of like time that wanted him to get um, back? To be honest, there was a lot of drama with my step family. Um, there was, I think just a lot of things going on that he's like, what am I doing? I don't think this is right. And and I think after he and my mom divorced, I think he truly just felt lost. And, um, you know, I know he was trying to do well as a parent and raise us. Like, I think he's the best dad ever. But I think, yeah, it's hard if you get lost and you're mm -hmm. like, the devil can find you in like such a sneaky way. And then all of a sudden you're married to this woman for 10 years and you're like, what am I doing? And and it's actually interesting because um, my stepmom and my stepbrother, I can't remember if, I don't think anyone else went. I, there was three siblings. So yeah, my stepmom and one of my stepbrothers, they actually got confirmed with um, Father Dominic um, and they were receiving sacrament. They're yeah, going to, I think they're going to communion and things like that. And then all of a sudden, uh, she would start arguing with my dad like oh um all my friends think you're weird and like there's you're too catholic and you're they see all the catholic statues or whatever in our house or i don't know what it was just kind of a she obviously wasn't used to it she didn't like it so she was trailing backwards and he's like becoming stronger in her his face because she was acting this way and it um i think yeah, it all turns out turned out for the better. But I think it's interesting because in a lot of times in my life, that situation is kind of relevant for me in just terms of uh, having awkward situations or awkward moments, awkward feelings in your heart. It usually means like you're growing. And so if you're always kind of stagnant, you're okay with everything all the time. Like you're not growing, you're probably not um, growing both growing closer in your faith, you're not growing closer to God, you know, it's a, you're just stagnant. And so if you do feel awkward at times, you're like, oh, maybe I should look into this. Maybe, oh, that person had an interesting question. I didn't have a good answer. Maybe I should look that up. Like, um, I don't know. It was a lot of those kinds of things. No, that's um, so true. It's so good to like be uncomfortable, you know, and get out of your comfort zone yeah. and challenge yourself. Because like you said, if you if you don't challenge yourself and if you're just stagnant, like you're never going to grow like as a Catholic, as a person. So I think that's so true. Like challenging situations, like help you become a better person. 
Yeah, it's it's uh it's a lot. It's it's interesting too because at that time I also felt like um yeah, I was le leading this life of like having my high school friends and also meeting people at church and having this idea that I knew I stood out and maybe not maybe they didn't think so but I felt like I was so different and they looked so appealing but like in a wholesome way and I couldn't relate yet and I was like we would buy our skirts from the thrift store and I was remember I remember feeling so ugly I was like what am I why do I feel this way but it's I mean it was obviously a good sign because it was just a situation I hadn't been in before yet but I mean even little moments like that you're like that was probably be the beginning of a really great transition of my life, but it was just an awkward moment for me. Like, right. so, I'm not sure about not, that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not aware. Right. So was that, yeah. was the, there other things about that transition that were hard, like going from, cause you were a public school for most of your life. Okay. Right. And then, um, yeah. so were you like at the end of your high school years by the time you started becoming Catholic and practicing? Um, so yeah, we found, I think dad found CMRI, Father Dominic, um, when I was 18. And that was, a, that was the year I graduated high school. Um, but honestly, I don't think I, yeah, I graduated, I was in college at Cal State Northridge for a year. I was in a sorority there um, and I was still going to mass sometimes. And actually at that point too, and maybe, yeah, I went to two and a half years of college. So it was, yeah, CSUN and then um, this community college I went to for a year. And I think during both of those times I was still going to mass, um, but not being very good at it. And I would sometimes even get calls like, Sunday morning, I'd be sleeping in at my mom's um, and I'd get like five missed calls from my dad. And I was like, like, you know exactly how that feels like such a disappointment, such a guilty feeling and me still not stepping up to the plate. Like I still had the friends I did. I still had the relationships I had. I was still doing all the things I was doing and not, um, uh, yeah, living such a, sinful life and knowing what was good and it was right in front of me and all I had to do was just like attach it attached to it and I was I needed a push I I think I grew to know like I needed a push and so when I yeah I think it was after two years of college and I was like okay I'm just gonna go move to San Francisco I'm feeling like I need to just get out of this town and not be, see the same people I'm seeing or um, get into the same types of troubles. I'm, I'm not good at being confrontational. And so um, anyway, I had this idea I was going to move to San Francisco. And then instead, there's a family at that parish who was like, actually, we'll take you in. And my dad obviously did have a conversation with them too. But I was like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting too. And it was in a different, at least county than I was in and just a different area. So I was like, okay, I'll take them up on that. And it was really an actually 
such an awesome experience for me because they taught me so much about modesty, so much about loving Our Lady. Like I grew to have such a strong devotion to Our Lady that I, I mean, well, I guess I had never said, but my mom isn't Catholic. Um, I'm not sure she, I mean, she maybe was when obviously they got married in the Byzantine, right? But I, I think it's ended soon after that. She's never really been one to say, hey, oh yeah, go to church. She'll, she'll, she might say, hey, you don't have to go if you don't want to. And so I never felt any pressure from her that way. Um, so yeah, like the mother of that family, um, I grew to really respect and love her. And then there was uh, another family who had a bunch of kids and some of them were my age and um, even it, it kind of felt like the family I didn't have, like just this wholesome, loving family who I could uh, be like an older sister to for the younger kids. And uh, like, I loved their mom. Like I could talk to her about anything. We would have late night chats. I would um, live at the one family's house. And then on weekends, if I like, whenever I wasn't working, I'd go to their house. And I just had like two really great moms in my life who taught me so much about the faith and so much about just growing and maturing as a person and as a woman in general and just about modesty. And it gave me such a honestly profound feeling in my heart, like, okay, I know what I'm doing is right. Like, I'm glad I moved away from that town I was in. I'm glad for all these things, all the uh, awkward moments. And anyway, then my sister, she found the guy that she was gonna marry, so. She's like, oh, maybe you could help me with the wedding. And so she's in Omaha. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go help you. Maybe I'll stay there for a few months. And the funny thing is my dad actually decided he's going to move there first. So he actually moved there in October. And then he's like, okay, well, I moved. So now you have to come. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> this sounds more uh, like a real deal. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stay here for a while. And right. anyway, well, all I, great people move from California to or Minnesota. I definitely went the opposite direction. I thought I would go, but <laughs> so he moved in October, and then I moved in January, and I got to go to daily mass a lot. I. Uh, I was helping some of the, uh, at the school, some of the younger grades with their reading. And I had a couple different jobs. And it's interesting because I did get a phone call one time about uh, somebody who was like, I think you should probably do more with your life. Like, I don't think you're doing enough. Like, you should probably go back to school or you should probably, like, they weren't okay with where I was at. And I was, I remember feeling so confused because I was like, I'm finally in a place where I feel um, enlightened isn't the right word. It's more like a- Fulfilled almost. Fulfilled, yeah. There's like a higher calling that I was supposed to be doing versus getting a degree. And I mean, even, there was even one of the frauders at the time was like, yeah, Sophie, you don't need to go to college if you don't want to. And I was like, I don't know why that took me so long because I did two and a half years and I didn't get a degree. And I was just, I remember, you know, I loved doing homework in a coffee shop and I loved, you know, my Italian class. I loved my choir class. Like it was more the idea of school and being, but I even remember when I was little, like seeing 
there was like one lady who was pushing a stroller and she was wearing a skirt and I mean she was wearing a tank top but like that to me was like what a great mom would be looking like I don't know like that's what I wanted to be when I was younger I guess mm. without even realizing it so the fact that he told me I didn't have to go to college I was like oh okay yes that's great thank you um yeah and then I don't know I kind of had a hard time too though because I realized the modesty standards I had learned from like I had it took me so long to get to the spot I was at modesty wise and then moving to Omaha and realizing like people are at all at different stages of it and mm. where I was at was just um it was good for me but then I I was still in an awkward position like I still didn't know who I was as a person but you're I mean I was 22 so who knows what they're supposed to be like at 22 I was, <laughs> obviously That's still true. you have your life together by then like good on you <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> yeah so was that hard leaving California then? Like, was it hard to like make the move from California to Omaha or did you not really miss it too much? I missed, I truly missed the familiarity of it. Like I didn't know where I was or I didn't know how to get places or, and I didn't know the people as well. And I felt like I had grown such a little community of like those two families and the church life and even the catechism classes uh, that the nuns would have. I don't know. It felt like such a wholesome thing that I was leaving that I finally, um, yeah, I really missed it. Um, it took me a little bit to transition out of um, being in California, but I also, yeah, I think that, I think that's why it was funny that dad moved there because I was like, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, not that I didn't want it, but it was just like, oh wait now I'm stuck like okay right. <laughs> I'm staying here but um yeah I think it I was excited for it but I also didn't know what it would be like and I guess just the unknown is hard to know or <laughs> hard That's to feel comfortable with sometimes yeah right. so would you say by that point you had kind of like taken the Catholic faith as your own and kind of like you know, I think everyone at some point or another kind of like really treasures it and makes it their own, like whether you're a cradle Catholic or a convert. But um, would you say that there was like a certain point where you were like, this is this is who I am. This is what I want. Or was it like a gradual thing? I would say it was gradual because uh, I think being in Omaha was the first time I was doing things on my own. And so I also felt pretty lonely there. I felt pretty, honestly, I felt kind of lonely in California too, uh, because I still didn't feel like I fit in somewhere. I was still trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out who I was. And so um, when I, I decided at the end, like after my sister got married, I had this idea that I would travel to different friends where they lived in like either California, Colorado, or um, wherever. And I I had this whole plan set up um, and then, oh, so that was the funny part. So I had this plan set up. I met James' sister um, 
in Illinois because my brother and I went to visit our family and then we went to it or no sorry in Wisconsin and we went to an SGG parish up there in Wisconsin and we met his mom and sister and then long story short I went to visit her a couple times and uh I was even telling her because like I didn't know James but like he didn't live at home or anything so I didn't really know him or anything but I was like oh yeah maybe I'll come visit you guys for a bit and and then um so I had this whole idea of what I wanted to do and that was going to be in the spring and it was December and one of the times I was visiting his family uh on the way back from church his dad was like hey I he just called James randomly and then I was like hey he put him on speakerphone and passed the phone back to me and was like, hey, introduce yourself to Sophie. And thankfully, I at least knew his brother who was going to modern day in Omaha. And so I had something to talk about. But I was like, what kind of situation is this? Like, this is something out of okay. a movie. Hey, introduce yourself. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, and they kind of... <laughs> I'm really sorry, uh, Michelle, my phone's going to die. Oh, it's <laughs> fine. Can I get a um, there really quick? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, we'll just take like a super quick pause for a minute. Go ahead. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, while she's gone, I guess I can just say really quick that I was part of this kind of while she lived in California. So it was really interesting for me to see her change also, because I was kind of there through like the transitions. Um, and yeah, I was also friends with the family that she was with. Um, so yeah, we knew each other and we would see each other a lot. And originally I kind of did think like, oh, you know, she's, she's a bit of a wild child I guess um or just different not not like the other Catholics I was used to being around um but yeah and then from there we maybe lived in Omaha a little bit afterwards but then yeah to see the change that she made from living in California to being in Nebraska um and then Minnesota and yeah, it was, it was pretty impressive. I'm just monologuing here. I'm sorry. <laughs> talking bad about you. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, I was hearing what you're saying and I totally oh, okay. forgot. I, yes. I, all the friends I met out there, I mean, you were one of them for sure. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember even having like one, a night with you we were just had such a good girl time and I think we even made drinks and stuff and I was like this is what it should be like like you could still have fun and talk to your friends and it doesn't need to be this weird like are we morally okay with what we're doing or being mm -hmm. sinful or not and we weren't at all and it that those circumstances just came, came up so much in my life um with high school and college and Oh yeah, and I was in the sorority, so it was. Um, sorry, I'm bad at storytelling. I miss all these details. But oh, no, I, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like I was trying to figure out who I was, and I mean, seeing you guys and how wholesome, like, it was such a good feeling hanging out with 
um, the friends I had in California through the church. Um, and I felt like I was definitely lacking something with the ones I had at home, but I didn't know why. And I, I think I'm a pretty loyal person. So it, it was kind of hard for me to leave the ones I had grown such friendships with, even though we didn't live a life of, um, yeah, with God. Um, and so it was interesting. Right. Just the transition of everything. And, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to go. Well, and especially in those, those years are just always hard, no matter what. I feel like, like after high school, you know, you're not really in your vocation yet. You don't really know what to do with your life. And um, I was blessed to always be Catholic, so I didn't have that aspect. But I could imagine just how much harder that would be to throw that in. Like, hey, like you should be Catholic, and just all the decisions and all of the life changes that you're making at that time um that's a really really hard time to be in no matter what so yeah it's impressive that you got through all that and ended up being catholic yeah i think it was honestly i think every day i can't believe that god chose me to live this life i mean like even everything i went through i was kind of surprised at um where I ended up <laughs> because I'm like I I love everything I mean yes you go through hard days and raising five kids who are all little is is hard and you know all these different things but it's like I wouldn't want to be married to anybody else I love my kids and I can't believe they're all mine like I'm it I feel so blessed to have this life of mine and I don't know, I, I'm not good at remembering quotes and things, but I know there's, you know, like God would uh, risk the world for one soul. Like he did everything he did just for one soul. And if you just think of yourself that way, like, of course, with humility and everything, but all he needed is one soul to save. And if one soul comes back, he's like, that was good. So right. any soul who right. saves is amazing. And it's, uh, I mean, yeah, I definitely had a big devotion, still have a big devotion to Our Lady. So I, I, there's a lot of people I could think in my life that led me here. And uh, I don't know, it's been, it's been good, but it's been a lot too. So. Right. Yeah. So much change. So can you kind of tell me a bit more about your life now? Like how, how you've come from, you know, being a California public school kid to the farm wife that you are now yeah um so I yeah the most I think my dad ever did was grow like a tomato plant or two in a pot outside so right. and we lived in apartments we lived in um yeah I think we will eventually lived in houses but it was yeah no garden no nothing it was very very city life I played sports all my life I uh, had all these extracurriculars. It was nothing to do with like the slow and everything. So now, um, anyway, we grow chickens. Yeah, we raise chickens and we have a garden at the farm. And um, I don't know, it was really interesting because uh, when we got, when I met James and his family and they taught me so much, especially his mom about just 
the natural, more natural way of life or raising your kids naturally and um, organic food and the importance of healthy food and just even supplements in general or home birthing. Like I, my mom's a nurse. Like I, I mean, I don't know how much to get into, but it was just like such a different world that I was raised in. So meeting his family, it was like, even becoming Catholic, it was just it was so funny how stark differently everything was. And like erase everything you knew. Yeah, like just <laughs> delete. And <laughs> I don't know, it was um, funny. But yeah, they taught me so much about just being natural and um yeah, so now all my kids have been born at home and we have, yeah, my husband, um, they fought him and his brother-in-law or him and his brother farm organically, certified organic and certified organic meat and um, uh, in the garden. And I mean, yeah, I will say a thousand percent, I would not have a garden if it wasn't for James. Like he is definitely the green thumb. He helped me. <laughs> he taught me everything I know, <laughs> you know, and I was very willing. I mean, I really actually love weeding and I love being outside and I, there's a lot of things I wish I could take on myself, but I'm so glad he helped me through all of it. Um, cause even here, I remember thinking, uh, like for when I first got married and I don't know, I would hear different things like, Oh yeah, we had, his family had a milking cow and, um, and I would hear from his siblings like, oh, yeah, so do you want a milking cow? And I was like, heck no, I'm not getting yeah, a milking cow. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Too much work. I will never have a milking cow. Never, ever, 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 ever. And, you know, they say never say never. But right. <laughs> I finally got to a point, I think it was a year or two ago. And I was like, actually, I think I've seen enough pregnant moms on Instagram that maybe I could have a milking cow and James is like well actually you need to feed a few families for a milking cow and maybe we should just do goats instead and so I'm like okay that's practical like I right. can that's a good compromise <laughs> so now our next step is yeah well we still have um an old barn we want to take down but um maybe getting a couple milking goats here and it'll be nice Peter is sick so by the time we get it, maybe he'll be seven or eight and we'll have a little more help. And um, I mean, he can do a lot right now too. He helps a lot with the garden and chicken tours and stuff. But I think that's also the beautiful part of raising a, a Catholic family in the slow rural area. And um, honestly, it's like a childhood I could only have dreamed of. And I'm raising my kids that way. And even homeschooling, it's just like, everything that I didn't know about catechism or yeah because we were because uh Father Dominic was okay with our um confirmation and everything like I never had to take classes and I felt kind of funny about it until I'm like this is probably just God's will because now even homeschooling I'm like that's exactly I'm learning with my kid kids you know homeschooling it's like teaching them catechism or and teaching them about the, the different saints and um, I don't know it yeah it's a life I definitely always wanted but I actually don't think I realized what that dream entailed like I don't think I knew how to dream something like this I right. just didn't look at all so I remember there's a 
one of our friends in high school, he was telling me, um, he thought that I would be a really great housewife. And I was like, thanks. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't <Okay>. know. <laughs> but what am I supposed to do with that information? Like, <laughs> maybe, so, I don't know. It was, I bet it was like a pretty foreign idea back then, right? Like, yeah. And it's what? really funny. Before I moved to Omaha, my mom's mom, um, we went to breakfast and she's like, yeah, I actually had a dream that you would marry a farmer. And I'm like, that is the weirdest thing you've ever said. Like, I don't, I'm moving to Omaha. Do they have farms in Omaha? Like, right. <laughs> I just felt so like, <laughs> That's yeah, amazing month, though. Like, yeah, just how you got there. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, there's a lot of things that felt like a movie playing in the back. It was like, are we in a movie? People are just saying things that don't feel like reality or <laughs> like even James sister we took a walk one night and she was like oh I wish that my brother would meet a, a girl like you and I was like who says that I, I've never heard anybody say together but I was like do all of these people know what I'm gonna do before I am <laughs> <laughs> they know the <laughs> plot already <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <For telling me. laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's so that's so good though. Well, and I think it's so amazing that you can give that to your kids, like the work ethic and the discipline and the like you said, just the slow country life and and like I've I've noticed that too with homeschooling. Like you learn so much that you never thought you would, and it's just by teaching your kids and it's like wow like I have yeah. to know my faith more because I have to teach them and I have to know these answers to these questions and it really helps you grow like even though you didn't yeah. expect to which is really neat yeah because you have to look things up like it even the awkward questions you get or the awkward conversations you have about the faith like I would get a lot of things that I didn't know and I, I was really excited about homeschooling because I was like, okay, now I can teach my kids, but in teaching my kids, I'm teaching myself. Or if someone has a question you don't know about, like you would just look it up. And I don't know, it's definitely easy for me to say because I've always felt like there was always people who knew more than me the theologically wise or uh, with the faith and everything it, uh, I definitely always feel humbled by it, but I think as long as you're trying to do God's will and um, do the steps necessary that will get you to know the information you do, I think is super important because, like I said, if you're just stagnant, you're not willing to learn anything, you're kind of just wasting the space in your mind that could be used for something good, maybe, or right, uh, right, I don't know. so true. So um, what does your, your day-to-day -day look like? Like, I know, I mean, I am a very similar with like the amount of kids I have and um, their ages and everything. And I know like sometimes it can be exhausting and like, I love it, but at the same time, I just want to pull my hair out. <laughs> um, how do you deal with like the day-to-day -day and like coping and is it all, um, is it, I don't know, you just have a really good attitude about everything. Um, 
do you have any tips or suggestions for like how to do your day-to-day -day stuff? Um, well, I guess our day-to-day -day is uh, wake up and breakfast and prayers and um, well, I will say at least lately it's been hard because uh, I mean, some people know, I don't know if everybody does, but my youngest daughter has Down syndrome and so we've had a lot more appointments and we were in um, uh, the hospital for three weeks and then again for another few days because she had another surgery and anyway, there's been a lot that came up. So I would say the first week I started homeschooling, I was gung-ho about it. I think I did everything correctly. I was like, I know the difference between public school and homeschool. I know I'm not doing public school, it'd be different, but then after that first week, I we got hit with um, so many, like we had, I think, three appointments in one week and then family coming over and everything. And so my mind just completely flipped and I was like, okay, there was the idea I thought of what homeschooling would be. And now it's something different. And so now, even if we do homeschooling on the couch and it's just reading books and you do it when you can. And anyway, it's changed a lot, but uh yeah, I guess my day to day is just breakfast, prayers, chores, um, homeschooling if there's no appointments, and uh, I don't know. I I honestly think we lead a pretty average life, so it's hard to describe. But I mean, we have lunch and then right, I didn't want to like stuff you or anything, but yeah. you what? No, sorry, I didn't want to like stump you or anything, but no, um. I, yeah, I think it's just been a lot of trial and error because Peter is the first one we're homeschooling, and I guess I realize every day we're homeschooling. Um, there's always something you're learning because there was uh, when we they we were tearing the buildings down, and uh, my oldest got to drive a skid loader, and uh. Anyway, the senior partner of the farm we're buying into, he was coming and helping to tear the buildings down. And so he was just showing Peter what to do. But Peter did the whole thing himself, not the whole thing, but he pushed a wall down wow. and like using the skid loader. And I was like, this would never happen if we sent our kids to school. And mm. even the life that we're able to give, like, you may not have. Okay, trust me, I am the worst person at routine. My husband will tell me all day long, you need a routine, you need... <laughs> some rhythm in your life and I just kind of go with the flow and so it's hard for me to go back and realize like okay yes I need to wake up at this time and so mornings are not my favorite I do struggle in that area but mm -hmm. I think I think that's just also the beauty of just being uh, a homemaker and a housewife and raising your kids to be good Catholic kids because it's not all about I mean, there is the discipline, but it's also like life is your education. Like you go through life and you're learning so, so many things all the time and it's the habits you build together. And I mean, maybe in saying all this, I probably need better habits for myself to wake up earlier. But it's, I think you go through phases because I, especially in Minnesota, like I, I really had a hard time my first winter here and just winters in general, I think kind of bring you down. So being outside really helps me a lot if I remember like lately I've been having to do the chicken chores more. So I've had to go out in the cold more. And I actually, even if my hands get cold, I enjoy it so much. Like 
if I had just the push in me to say, hey, just go outside for 20 minutes a day or, you know, I mean, start from there maybe, but I, I probably need to practice what I preach. (laughs) But I think there's like such good advice in that, like you need to be adaptive, like be able to adapt and like go with the flow because I find myself like, I'm not super great at routines, but when I become like rigid about things, it just all goes to like, it doesn't work. Like I'm like, cause I started out the same attitude with homeschooling. I'm like, I'm going to start at this time. I'm going to do it for this amount of hours. And we're going to do it like this, this. And I'm like, it's just not life. Like you can't, I mean, maybe some people can make that work, but I think, yeah, in the end, like you just have to make whatever works for you. And like, yeah, some days, like we do a really good thorough, whatever job of homeschooling and other days. Yeah. Like we draw all morning and don't get out of our pajamas until 10 o'clock. And like, I think that there's, you know, there's some good lessons in that. Like there's should be the ideal maybe, but you shouldn't have to rigidly follow it because it's like life happens and your kids are part of your life, you know? Yeah. And I think part of it too is, I mean, right now they're still little, so they should be playing more. They should have Mm -hmm. an imagination and, and as they get older, they're, they at least become able to sit in one spot for (laughs) more than 20 minutes or, you know, something to their, their patience grows with themselves. And I think it's just like the natural progression of learning. And, um, I don't know, I, I'm definitely not perfect in that. And I, I truly wish, I think that's where the temperaments come in for me. Cause I'm like, I could wish all day long that I was a different temperament or had slightly more organizational skills or things like that but god made all of us for a reason and i think my skills include being really good with people and i love my kids and they know i love them and i'm there for them and i uh i play with them like we'll have altered on music we'll dance like we'll sing it's we'll go outside we you know like even the books you read if you're uh intentional about what you're reading they learn so much like and then you go on a tangent of wanting to learn about rattlesnakes the other day or you know like it just if you're I think the point too is just like being intentional and so even if I may not have the best routine in place I I'm just trying to be intentional about like what I'm doing and that may not always be true because it's winter is definitely hard I will yeah, say that I agree anything, winter's yeah. hard yeah if there's anything I miss about California it's like it was sunny all the time. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so true. In my blood. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's so true. No, I've been thinking that lately. I'm like, man, like California would be nice right now. But <laughs> I guess we'll appreciate it more when it is summer. <laughs> yeah. So um, maybe kind of start, we'll start kind of wrapping it up. But um, so were there any like major hard things from like city life to country life or have you kind of just adapted like do you think that there's any thing that you would want to change or are you happy with how everything turned out um I I would say one thing is it's interesting I think when you go through changes like God realizes what the crosses you need and how you 
go about those because I mean, I, I had jobs. I saw people all the time. I had friends who live 10, 15 minutes away. I, things were so much more readily available. So when I moved to uh, Minnesota and especially being, I mean, we we live pretty rurally, like our closest neighbor is actually a mile away. Like it's, it's just us right here. And so it feel, and then I, I think, I guess if anything, that was like, still is actually kind of hard for me because, and then especially being a mom and the more kids you have, and it's all this planning to hang out with a friend and, and what like people are busy over or people are more open over summer because the weather's nice, but then it's, uh, that's when you start planning your family vacations or, um, like even with Elena, we had a, a vacation plan, but then we were in the hospital for three weeks. I missed my brother's wedding. I definitely shed a lot of tears over that. I, but in the end, now we get to see him in February for more days than I would have at the wedding. That would have been a short stint. And now I get to see him for like five days in February. So I'm like, God knows what he's doing. It's hard in the moment. And even missing my friends, like I think it helped me be more intentional about the friends I have and the time I give to places and people. And even with the kids, like building a routine at home and when you're going to do laundry. And it's just all these mundane things. But I think life changes all the time. Like I would have, I mean, I love Elena so much. I would have never thought that we would have a kiddo with Down syndrome and like even all the trials she brought with the hospital and needing surgery and all these things like she has been my easiest baby <laughs> like awesome. she's so chill she's so happy she's so snuggly she's she's still little but she's gonna be a baby for a while and I mean babies are the best so. <laughs> right no I can I can totally agree I got to meet her the other uh, last month and she was perfect so it's a it's so it's so amazing how like you said God does that like he might put you know certain challenges in your life but then there's always a greater reward you know and if and a lot of times you do see it here on earth and if you don't see it here like you'll obviously see it in heaven but and it's like your greatest crosses can be your greatest joys you know and like and not even saying that about Elena, just like in general, just like it's, yeah. it's amazing to see that. Yeah, because I think they say it's like when you're having a cross, that's when God's probably closest to you, you know, and mm -hmm. it's up to you to get through it with him. And I I do think about that a lot because, I mean, I know I do portray this happy-go-lucky, adaptable kind of girl. And I think maybe that's even just my way of adapting to like maybe not showing the world what I'm feeling, but it's, I just think about the saints sometimes. I'm like, the crosses they had, they were big enough for them, but, um, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, uh, I forget what saint, but like even with the temperance, like he was so melancholic, but he acted, he was acting so sanguine and everyone thought he was sanguine that he literally like, had nails on under the desk he uh, he was sitting at um so things are really hard for them and I just think about like all the little things I have to go through as a mom and it 
seems so trivial sometimes that I don't know I I try to be happy I I know I'm not always but um, well no one I I think that's impossible (laughs) but I think it's it's also really awesome if you can look at the big picture like the whole picture like okay like the day-to-day might be incredibly hard but it's like okay I have so many great things I have you know your family your faith your um you're able to homeschool you're able to be a stay-at-home mom and I think yeah for me that's if I can just look at it and be like okay day-to-day can be hard but in the end like I have an amazing life and I would not trade it for anything even though like sometimes yeah it's it's really hard but I think if you can have that big wider aspect and view on things it's it's helpful yes I agree I think there's a lot to be said to just get to the heart of it and realize God should be at the forefront too. It's not like, yeah, I mean, they even say like just doing dishes and thinking about our Lord on the cross and things like that. And I'm not very good at it, but especially when your kids are like, mom, 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 and you're just doing Mm -hmm. dishes and trying to get dinner on the table. And you're like, okay, this is all for you, Jesus. I I just need to (laughs) take a breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this might sound slightly protestant but like lately it's just like lord give me strength it's just like okay i'm gonna get through this lord give me strength yeah Uh, but yeah no it's it's easier said than done but yeah i think if you can like look at the bigger picture then that's always a good thing yes Um, but okay are you um are your sorry are there any closing thoughts did you have any words of wisdom to wrap it up or not even words of wisdom just anything to kind of end it up end it um well I did want to say because I I mean I didn't go into detail about everything and I did pray to the Holy Ghost before this I was like anything that comes out is just what is meant to be said and I I stick to what I have said I just want to say that like everything I went through when I was younger and not knowing where I was in the faith or just the trials I was trying to overcome either by myself or with Our Lady or any of the things. I I think it's so interesting because I, I definitely didn't feel worthy. I still don't feel worthy enough to be where I am today. Like it's, it's such a, um, I'm not really great at my words, but I mean, honestly, the fact that I have Elena like I could probably start crying over it because she's gonna go straight to heaven. And it's like, what more could you want? Like, I don't know. I just, I'd never really thought that I'd have this life. Like, and I think she's perfect. Um, and of course you want all your kids to go to heaven. And so I'm gonna do my best so that we all end up there, you know, but um sorry um it is beautiful yeah I I just truly don't believe I like I don't know what made me worthy enough and so I think just remembering that God loves everybody and he okay 
that's I don't mean it that way. I just mean <laughs> he wants you to come to him. You know, he he uh, to know him is to love him, and it's if you want to know him, and if you're gonna willing to do the work of putting yourself through trials or uh, just taking every day as it comes and realizing this is what God wanted for me. And um, I don't know, he knows what's best for you. I mean, there's nothing better than his, uh, his will, you know, and he, yes. <laughs> uh, I think it's, yeah, I guess I'm not good with my words. So that's what I want to say. But no, I'm that just... was perfect. I think that was a very, very perfect way to end it. And yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that you came on. And I think you have a really, really great story. And I think, um, yeah, it just shows how amazing it is when you can follow God's will and embrace the faith, even when it's not what you grew up with. And, you know, like, I think, a lot of us might've had it easier, but, um, yeah, I think it's amazing your journey that you had and what you've overcome and who you are today and what you're giving to your kids. Um, I think it's, it's really great. And I am, I'm just happy that you're my friend and that we're going through this together. Cause that also helps a lot. Yes. I, I am very glad to know you. I'm so <laughs> glad. Yeah. I was pretty nervous, but I think this ended up okay and I'm glad I was talking to you so that's <laughs> definitely awesome yeah. well thank you and maybe we'll have you on again and talk personalities or something because I know you love uh, personalities yeah. and I think they're super fun um so yeah, yeah. until next time thank you so much I'll thank talk you. To you later bye